Did everybody get their red cup from Starbucks this week? For all the drama that you can find on social media, November always brings plenty of smiles for me because I love how a lot of my friends take that month, take the month of November on Facebook, to list every day all the things that they are thankful for. And so they take that thankfulness challenge and every day for 30 days they post something that they're thankful for. And it's wonderful to see just how much thought goes into that process of counting their blessings and naming them one by one. My my friend Ryan, who was one of my youth group members when I was at the Kemp Church, Ryan posted that he was thankful that he was able to squeeze in an hour to go fishing with his son Reed. I think Reed did pretty good that day. Another friend of mine, a guy named Bill Holly. some of you may remember Bill, uh, Bill posted that he was thankful for his daughter, uh, that she loves Jesus, she loves her husband, she loves her daughter, and I think she loves her dad too, he said. There is no doubt that she loves her mom. And of course, over and over again this week, with, with Wednesday being the 11th, there were many expressions of thanks for our veterans that uh, many of us shared. I love seeing those expressions of thankfulness and things that we're thankful for. It's, it's not just something nice to do. We read the Bible and we read that God commands us to be thankful. He commands us to give thanks. Why would He do that? Why would God command us to give thanks? Does He need our thanks? Does He need His ego stroked every now and then and He needs to hear thank you from us? Uh, no, not at all. God knows our hearts. He knows that we need to be thankful. And an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thanksgiving, changes our outlook. It gives us new perspective. We're going to look at Psalm 100 today. And normally, I would tell you to turn to page 500 in your Bibles, uh, in the Bibles that we provide for you, that if you didn't bring a Bible, grab one and turn to page 500. But I'm not going to tell you to do that today. Instead, I'm going to tell everyone, pick up one of these Bibles that's in front of you, and turn to page 1054, all the way in the back, page 1054. This is not something that we do very often, and admittedly, it is not something we do very well, because it requires following instructions. But we're going to try it today. This is a responsive reading of Psalm 100 here in the back. It's a short psalm, it's only five verses, and yet there's so much packed in this. And the words of this psalm, the words of Psalm Psalm 100 found there on page 1054 at the bottom of the page, it's selection 20. The words of it probably sound familiar, and you may even notice that we've even sung some of these words already today. There's something in, this, in the words of this song that really struck a chord in our hearts. It's a call to thanksgiving. And we're going to read it much as the first recipients of this psalm would have. We're going to read it together. We're going to read it aloud. And we're going to read it while we stand. Look at you all. You would, you would be so good in the temple if we were back in Jerusalem. Now, I will read the first part and then the bold parts we will all read together in response. Understand how it works? Great. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. And now together, know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people 
and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. A long time since we've done one of those. The psalm calls us to pour out our thanksgiving not once a year, but continually. It is the proper response to God's goodness, to who He is, and to what He has done in our lives. How do we show our thankfulness to God? How do we give Him our gratitude? How do we give Him our hearts? More than that, why do we express our thankfulness? What does it do for us? Well, the psalm shows us that our thankfulness to God is expressed, first of all, in what we say. The psalm begins with sound. It begins with a joyful noise. I have, already, I have always appreciated that expression, make a joyful noise to the Lord, because I like to sing... I'm not very good at it. I like to plink on the guitar. I'm not very good at it. But I think I can make a joyful noise. When I was very young and in school here in Kansas, we had the music program in school. Once a year, you know, we would have a big music program and all the kids would sing with all the different classes. They'd get up and sing. And I remember very, very vividly the music teacher who was really excited about music and really excited about the program. And, and she came to us before the music program one day, and she said, now tonight we're all going to sing. We're all going to have a great time. And everyone, everyone needs to hear us, but we don't all need to sing real loud. And she looked right at me when she said that. And I took it at that point, to realize I was not going to be the next Donny Osmond, probably. Okay, I probably was not gifted in singing. So I'm always a little apprehensive, and yet I love singing. I love to make a joyful noise. I can make a lot of noise. And apparently, that's good enough for God. Six times, six times through the Psalms, we are commanded to make a joyful noise before the Lord. And did you notice... Who is commanded here in verse 1 to make a joyful noise? It's not just God's people. It's not make a joyful noise everyone in the temple. It's not make a joyful noise everyone in the church. It's make a joyful noise all the earth. This is a call to all creation, to all mankind, to respond to the goodness of God. And that's one thing that I really love when my Facebook friends take the month of November and express their thankfulness uh, for all, all the things that they've received, all the things that they have, all the people in their lives that they are thankful for. Because whether they know it or not, whether they acknowledge it or not, they are thanking God. They, whether they even acknowledge that He exists, they are thanking God. James tells us in James chapter 1, verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above from the father of lights every good and perfect gift is from the father above that's your gifts that's my gifts that's their gifts 
that thankfulness is a way for us to draw close to God, even when we don't even acknowledge that He exists. We don't know that He exists yet. Thankfulness draws us closer to Him. Our thankfulness is expressed in what we say. Well, it's expressed in the noises that we make anyway. And as the psalm moves deeper, though, we also see that thankfulness is, ex- is expressed in what we know. Look at verse 4, or excuse me, verse 3. Verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, He is good, or He is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Now, there's something I noticed when I first read this. I noticed what comes first. What comes first is that joyful noise. We make a joyful noise. That, that comes first. And then the psalm moves into what we know. And I wonder, what should I make of that? That we confess, that we, we make the noise first, and then it moves into what we know, what's in our hearts, what's in our minds. Is there meaning in that? Is it, is it just a, a, an accident? Well, obviously it's not an accident. It's there because God put them in that, in that order. The reality is for us, there are times when we can forget who God is. There are times when life can get hard, things can get difficult, and we can forget who God is, and we can forget that He is good. Life gets tough. Problems come. People hurt us. We might forget that God is good in those moments. We might forget that we are His people. But what would happen within us if even in those times we continued to confess, if we continued to make a joyful noise? What if we continued to make a joyful noise even when we didn't feel like it? Even when we were having a bad day, we continued to make a joyful noise to the Lord. There was an article back in 2013 in, in Time Magazine. The article was called Singing Changes Your Brain, which ought to be good news for a lot of us because some of us could use a new brain. So, very good news there. Singing changes your brain. And this, the article starts out, when you sing, musical vibrations move through you, altering your physical and emotional landscape group singing which by the way you guys have all done today okay if you were singing we were group singing group singing for those who have done it is the most exhilarating and transformative of all it takes something incredibly intimate a sound that begins inside you shares it with a room full of people and comes back as something even more thrilling harmony the article goes on and says the benefits of singing regularly seem to be cumulative. In one study, singers were found to have lower levels of cortisol, which indicates that they have lower stress. A very preliminary investigation suggests that our heart rates might sync up while we are singing together. It could also explain why singing together sometimes feels like a guided group meditation. You know what the best news in this article is to me? Towards the end, it says, it turns out you don't even have to be a good singer to reap the rewards. According to one 2005 study, group singing, group singing can produce satisfactory and therapeutic sensations even when the sound, produced is, the sound is produced by the vocal instrument is of a mediocre quality. <laughs> that, that's me right there. That's great news for me. The article concludes by encouraging people to find a group to sing with. Guess what? You've already done that. (laughs) 
We've already found a group that we can sing with. Should it surprise us that our Creator said the same thing thousands of years ago here in this song? Should it surprise us that our Creator calls us to this very thing that a bunch of scientists had to study and find out, you know what, it's good for you. Our Creator calls us to sing and to sing together. Should it surprise us that the One who knows us best commands us to sing even when we don't feel like it? He knows our heart. He knows our pain. He knows our struggle. He knows what you need. And He provides Himself to express those needs to. Verse 3 again, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us We are His. We are His people. The sheep of His pasture. Do you hear the intimacy in those words? The reliance on God. We are His. He made us. And the best thing we can do is to express our thanks back to Him. It needs to be heard. It needs to be heard in our joyful noise. It it needs to find its way into what we know to be true about who God is and about who we are to Him. And from there... Our, thanks, our thanksgiving transforms where we go. Verse 4 goes on and says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Now, for the original readers, for the original singers of this psalm, that was a call to come to the temple. It was a call to, to come into the temple and, and worship. And we might see it as a call to church, but it is really more than that. It is a call to come into the presence of God, to draw near to Him, to experience Him. But what you really need to see is it is a call for us to experience Him together for the whole community to come as one, to enter His gates together, to enter His courts together, to bring our praise to Him. And in the same way, that our singing in in verses 1 and 2 is about what we do together. What we confess there in verse 3, what we know is about what we know together. It's expressed together. You know, that's why whenever we have a baptism, whenever we have someone that moves their membership to the church, we don't just make them stand in front of us and confess what they believe about Jesus. You know, we, we do the good confession. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. But we don't make them do that alone. We all confess it together because this is what we stand on together. This is what we all believe together. We stand together in what we believe, what we know to be true about God. We stand together because it transforms us all. The psalm concludes there in verse 5. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. These are truths that God has revealed since the very beginning. He has shown us that He is good. He has shown us that His love endures forever and that His faithfulness is to all generations. But the fact is, maybe this week didn't feel all that good for you. And maybe this week you kind of lost sight of His faithfulness. You lost sight of His goodness. Maybe you encountered problems that made you wonder this week about His love. 
Maybe this week it was hard for you to see His faithfulness. And so the call is for us to come together, to sing together, to know Him together, and that as we do that, we bring each other into His presence. We bring His presence into this place for each other. That you should know God's goodness because you see it in the people around you who are singing the same songs because they have greeted you in Him and and have sung those songs with you. You hear it in their praise, in the way they serve with gladness, in the way they love you, in the way they draw you into His praise. And I love that it's, it's for all generations. You know, generations of people, generations of families have changed because one person acknowledged God. One person in a family. One person in your family at some point acknowledged God as their Creator, acknowledged Jesus as their Savior, and that changed the course of your family. Maybe you're the person who caused that change. Maybe it was your faith that, that drew the rest of your family. But it amazes me that we don't just do this for ourselves. We don't just do this today for us. We do this because someday another generation will tell the stories of our faithfulness, will tell the stories of our faith and what we believe what we praised, who we praised, how we praised Him, and where we praised Him. We come to this table. We call it communion. We call it the Lord's Supper. Sometimes we call it a memorial. One of the earliest names for what we're about to do around this table, one of the earliest and oldest names for what we're going to do is called the Eucharist. And the Eucharist literally means the thanksgiving. We come to give thanks. We come knowing God's presence. We come knowing His goodness. And we do this together because as we come together in you, I see His presence. In you, I know His goodness. Let's stand together.